All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A little extra brass bonanza for you. Oof, let's see. Oh, I just could freeze the nuts off a of brass monkey right now. Chili. Welcome back. Gregor Show. Presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Alberta is only regulated online gambling website where 100% of the revenue stays right here in the lovely province. Now, if you've never tried it, it's your first time. Use the promo code SPORTS50 and you will get a $50 free bet courtesy of PlayAlberta.ca. Now, we got lots and lots of text to uh, to get to. I like, you know what? Uh, we didn't get to a lot of them yesterday, so we can get to uh, some of them today. Uh text or you can call us 833-401-1440. Your thoughts on it. Uh, you know, when you look at it, here's the truth. You know, Hamlin and Ernie aren't playing a ton of minutes. And I think ideally come playoff time, you would like your fourth line to play more. Now, I'm sure they'll argue and say, "Well, hey, give us more minutes. We can play better." Probably fair. I also think like, you look at it right now. Here, Here's a scenario that is ideal for the Edmonton owners. They could recall, I don't care when, the trade deadline's March 8th. You could wait right till then if you want. Give him more time. He's going to finally play uh, tonight and tomorrow in the American League because their games were canceled last weekend, Dylan Holloway. You recall Dylan Holloway, and you signed Corey Perry as a free agent. You've given up no assets, but you've improved your team. Now, every team in the league who who is looking for a right winger will be contacting and saying, hey, Corey Perry, would you be interested to come to us too? It makes sense. 
because he's going to sign for the league minimum. So, you know, there's going to be someone on their roster that they put in the minors who's on a league minimum contract and, you know, doesn't lose you any salary, doesn't lose you any cap space, and you move on. So, I uh, I think, well, I don't think, I know the Edmonton will have have interest. But remember, you need two to tango. But I think there's a few things at play here. Edmonton has a history that Corey Perry would look at. He knew about Zach Cassian. He knew about Evander Kane. The organization giving guys second chances. Go way back to Craig McTavish. Right? It's happened. What Corey Perry did, no one knows 100%, but it's nothing illegal. It involved alcohol because of his statement. He talked about it. And made a real dumb decision or two. But that doesn't mean he's never allowed to play again. Doesn't mean he's not allowed a second chance. I'm a big believer in second chances as long as you so you're remorseful. Big believer in that. And, you know, Perry's taking some time away. Uh, although I did have a conversation uh, with an NHL executive who told me Corey Perry was never actually not allowed back in the NHL. There's never, he was never barred from the NHL. We should point that out. There was never, well, I have to have a meeting. He wanted a meeting with Gary Bettman, and he was the one who initiated it. But there was never that Bettman had to, you know, clearance, okay, now you're back in because they never kicked him out. So that, I know it's a small thing, but that actually, um, you know, there was never a situation where the NHL had banned Corey Perry we should, uh, or suspended him or anything like that, right? He got his contract terminated. That's what happened. But he was free the next day if a team wanted to sign him to do it. Obviously, he went and, you know, went and did some work on himself, and I think, you know, it came out this week, and it's it's more so that Corey Perry's now is actively looking to get back in the NHL, whereas before he wasn't. That's kind of the difference. So, I, uh, you know, hey, Gregor, do you think Corey Perry would have to make a statement? Maybe some organization would ask him. Now, he already released a statement, right? Apologized to people, said he wanted to go get help. Uh, you know, he took, said, you know, the onus is on him and he didn't make any excuses. He didn't deny anything. He said he wanted to go get help. So that's what he did. Now, I'm probably the uh, professional hockey writers won't like me saying this. I-, I think there's a level of privacy as a human being that you're entitled to. Right? And at the same, like, when, when you consider the lunacy that goes on with some politicians in the world. And they still run for office and they're elected. They're sitting people right now in different countries. And, and people want to, you know, rip on a guy for doing something. They don't even know what he did yet, officially. So, I don't know. I'm not going to get my shorts in a knot too much about Corey Perry. He had never heard anything about Corey Perry. Now, that doesn't mean that he never made some dumb mistakes. He just never heard about it, which is, I think most of us, if we look in the mirror and say, hey, did I make a few dumb mistakes? 100%. I always like to tell my son, try to keep your mistakes to threes and fours out of tens. You don't want the nines or tens out of tens. That's when you get in real trouble. But did I make some stupid decisions that I would probably like back without question? But not everybody knows about it because it's not everybody's business. I don't want to know everybody's worst moment in their life. But that's just me. It's not something that uh, that I really want to know about. It gets too draining. And I like to live in the in the caustic negativity, and I love it. And it's, it's not healthy for me, and that's just me. Some other people love it. They can thrive in it. I can't. So 
I personally, I wouldn't need a release from Corey Perry if he signed on a team. I wouldn't. And I, I really don't think many fans would, if I'm being honest, based on the reaction I've seen from fans when we've asked the question. I, I don't see a lot of people saying, oh, I need to know. Like, there's some people that want to know, and I'm not really sure why. Like, is it going to impact your life? No. So. Can we quote Ted Lasso here, Gregor? Yeah. I hope that either all of us or none of us are judged by the actions of our weakest moments, but rather by the strength we show when and if we're given a second chance. Well said, Ted Lasso. There's a quote for everything, but that's it. Like the Evander Kane, could he just be that perfect example and what we've seen from him since he's come into this community? Yeah, there were some things said and, you know, his actions that he'd done. But since he's come here, Gregor, I mean, I, I think he's been a model citizen and he's gone above and beyond and done some really good things. Uh, Sicily is the one that, you know, we see a lot of, but also in the indigenous community. I mean, you know, he, he made a mistake. No one's uh, immune to that. We've all done it. We've all had bad moments. And, you know, if given the second opportunity, you just hope that he he runs with it and, and continues to further himself from it. But I, I'm with you. Like, let's just let's see what happens here. And I, I think any NHL team would be crazy not to want to add him in his into their lineup because he was having a fantastic year. Yeah, and keep in mind, like, the cost is going to be nothing. The AAV is going to be low. And Corey Perry's going to pick, you know, he's like a free agent right now is what he is, right? So he'll have a few suitors, and it's basically going to be, like, leading up to July 1st. Who are you going to go to? The difference is, in July, you don't really know how the team's going to play. You hope, you predict, but as we all know, you never know. Now... He has a half a season of time to look and say, you know what? This is the team I like. Now, of course, there's no guarantees. And the great part is once he picks one team, all the other fan bases are like, yeah, I wouldn't mind Corey Perry. Now they're like, I hope he loses. And you're entitled to that as a fan. You're completely entitled to it. So, guys, Corey Perry's a champion. Uh, we've all time, had time where we indulge in too much of a choice substance. People make mistakes. He's not a criminal from uh, Sean D., Hey guys, uh, what's with the uh, 41 game suspension uh, for non hockey betting from uh, Beach Goat in regards to Shane Pinto's? Beach Goat's a great question, man. We've been trying to get to the bottom of it. We don't really know exactly what went on regarding Shane Pinto. Um, now, I've read some stories, you know, mistake and, you know, where he, it was where he was placing bets, is my understanding. Right, because um, that's that's a big kind of no-no. It's not that you can't bet; it's but you can't be on team property when you're doing it. So that's more of the issue. Same in the NFL, right, Connor? The NFL doesn't. Well, they ban you from betting on your own games, but they ban you even if if you want to wager on the NHL or the NBA. You can't do it when you're at work. Yeah, essentially, can't be in the team facilities. Yes, so <laughs> it's a pretty simple rule at that point. I don't necessarily get it, but. So be it. Leave the team facility. Hey, guys, what about Phil Kessel from Trenton? Trenton, I don't see any benefit of having Phil Kessel in Edmonton. I don't see how he helps you. I don't believe Phil right now at his stage of his career is a top six forward. So it doesn't fill the void that you need there. And I don't think he fits stylistically into what they need in their bottom six. So I, for me personally, I don't see a fit for Phil Kessel in Edmonton. Hey, guys, the way the orders are playing so well right now, Ron Lowe could be 10 in their net. My question is, should the orders call up Jack Campbell from uh, Andy the Carpet Guy? Uh, no. No, they should not. Why? 
if they call up Jack Campbell, they'd have to go back to a 21-man roster automatically. So not only does Picker go down, they've got to send somebody else down. Now, you know, you might say, oh, Phil Kemp, and Phil Kemp's going down anyway, but they want to crew cap space if they send Phil Kemp down after the road trip, which they very much might do. I see zero reason to bring up Jack Campbell at this stage. Now, if Calvin Picker gets hurt, total different conversation. Stuart Singer gets hurt, different conversation. But right now, no. I see uh, no reason to have to do it. So... Hey, Gregor, I read that Nurse and Big D's numbers are better than Nurse and CeCe's, Cliff and Lloyd. Are you talking Vincent DeHarnay? Um, I'd have to look at how many minutes uh, Darnell Nurse and Vincent DeHarnay have played together this year. I would, I'm would, i going to say it's, uh, it's rather low. So that would be a, a pretty um, small sample size to, uh, to try to suggest that, hey, I think Vincent DeHarnay is, is ready to take Cody CeCe's spot. On the on the top pair, right? I'd be uh, I'd be I'd be rather surprised on that, to, to be completely honest. So, um, if someone wants to use, I don't even. I'm not even. I don't. I'll have to try to look it up here quickly. But I don't know how many minutes Dayarnay and Nurse have played together. I don't think it's a ton, right? Nurse and uh, Cece have played 541 minutes together, and he's played. Where is it? Do, 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 23 minutes with DeHarnay. So, yeah, it's it, you can't use 23 minutes when most of those are, you know, uh, the odd game when they had seven defensemen or the game when they are, uh, um, you know, you're making line changes. So, yeah, it's not. And and actually, uh, CC and Nurse have a better goal for percentage uh, when they're together anyway. So, no. I don't. Uh, I don't think Vincent DeHarnay right now this year is uh, is an option in that role. So, at all. Hey guys, I agree. They've been playing great about our defense. There was a team in the league that doesn't make a few mistakes. No team can play a perfect game, and if they do, it's rare. I'd love to see them pick up Corey Perry, mainly from Craig. Yeah. Overall, I think Edmonton's team defense has been very consistent the last two months. Because you know what. You, you're going to lose some games. I know the Oilers have only lost three of 20, but you're probably going to lose more than three of your next 20. It'd be great if they didn't, but I'm going to guess they will. And it doesn't always have to be because you, your defense is bad. right? Sometimes the other teams make good plays. Like, is Detroit defense bad when Connor McDavid walks around him, or is Connor McDavid just ridiculously skilled? How do you look at it? I guess it depends on each person. Uh, when we come back, it's a huge weekend in the NHL. There's 32 games, but it's playoff, baby. And I, I, hey, I love a 32 game, or sorry, 16 game, 32 team Saturday in the NHL, but you got NFL weekend. And uh, we will talk about the matchups and weather is going to be a significant factor in a few of them. Joe Flacco, could he become the road goat? That and more. And we return to the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 325 on a positive Friday. How are you? Uh, one thing we know, we're positive. Uh, we're going to miss Shorty. We're going to miss uh, Ruben Bronte uh, being around uh, the station on our show. So, uh, again, our condolences today to uh, both the Shorts and the Brownlee families. I know that uh, yesterday is the big news, but um, the uh, the grief isn't uh, just one day. It, uh, it lasts a long time, in some cases a lifetime. So we uh, definitely will be thinking about them as uh, they arrange uh, funerals and everything else to uh, to organize all that stuff. 
um, can be uh, can be a very uh, emotionally draining time for sure. Let's get to the NFL report, the playoff report brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Home of the no payments, no interest for one year in your furnace. Remember, if your furnace breaks down this tonight, this weekend, it's very possible because it's so gross cold. You need one right away. Call Legacy. No overtime charges any time of day, and they'll help you get a new furnace up and running. LegacyHeating.ca. The NFL Super Wild Card Weekend gets going tomorrow, and uh, Brian Diardo from uh, CBS Sports uh, joins us once again. And uh, Brian, there's there's lots of intrigue. There's always some good storylines uh, heading into uh, to this weekend. Uh, let's start uh, tomorrow where Joe Flacco could become the road goat if he wins on the road. Uh, that would be his eighth playoff win on the road, surpassing Tom Brady. Yeah, and thanks for having me on. And that, yeah, I mean, that stat you just threw out is is, is phenomenal. And, and and I think they will win. And uh, we just remember just a couple of weeks ago, um, he threw for well over 300 yards and beat Houston in Houston. I think it was 36 to 22 and and I think they're gonna they're gonna win again. And uh, you know they have the you know their defense this season has been phenomenal. And uh, you know they've been especially good on third downs. And uh, you know I, now they're they are. Here's the interesting thing: Cleveland's last in the league in, in red zone defense. Now they don't allow opponents to to get there very often, but when they do, um, they they don't have a ton of success. So um, there are some some there is, might be some hope for for you know Houston. You know C.J. Stroud did not play. In the game against Cleveland back in Week 16, but no, I think Flacco is going to match Tom Brady, and I think he's going to keep uh, this Browns roller coaster season rolling along through the weekend. When you look at uh, at the matchup, you know C.J. Stroud's a dynamic young player, but uh, we know the playoffs in any sport are a different uh, a different animal somewhat. Uh, they've obviously got some uh, some key injuries for the for the Texans, but. Yeah, I was looking at kind of who they've gotten. They haven't really faced a lot of really good pass defenses lately. And the, the one thing, the Browns secondary, they're pretty good at pass defense. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, it starts and finishes really with, with Miles Garrett. You know, him, you know, T.J. Watt. I mean, there's just a short list of elite pass rushers in the NFL, and he's right there. And, um, you know, he's obviously going to make, make life hard for C.J. Stroud. But I, I think where the Browns have a huge uh, advantage is now both – Defenses are good at stopping the run, and Houston this year with, with Devin Singletary, and I think this offseason they're really going to try to improve um, their running game because I think this season they're averaging I think 3.7 yards a carry. I think the Browns are allowing you know by, by 3.5 yards a carry, so that could lead to a lot of third and longs for Stroud, and and then as you alluded to, then the Browns can kind of pin their ears back and, 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 and rush him. Right. So now Cleveland is dealing with some injuries in the secondary. And, and um, I do think that, uh, that Stroud, again, I, I think he is going to have some success. I don't think he's a guy you're going to hold down for an entire game, but I think the key for this game is, um, you know, how many third manageables can Houston put Stroud in? And that's going to require them to have some success running the ball, which is something that they haven't had much success in this year. And, and I'll be honest, I mean, I, of all the playoff games, I could be wrong, right? Uh, oftentimes the NFL, the thing that you're, you're the surest of is the one thing that doesn't happen. But I'm pretty confident that the Browns are going to, going to leave here with the win. As good as Stroud's been, um, I just like the weapons. And Cleveland's offense has maybe the most underrated um, 
you know, a set of skill guys in the league. David Njoku's been great. Amari Cooper. Um, you know, Elijah Moore coming over from the Jets, and then they have Ford and Kareem Hunt. It's a really, really good skill position group, and Flacco's done a great job of utilizing all of his weapons, and, and Stefanski's done a great job calling plays that Flacco likes. So um, I definitely think that, that every, all the signs are pointing for the Browns to win this game. Brian, uh, when you look at the uh, the second game, um, Kansas City and uh, Miami, and obviously weather is going to be a factor. The last uh, one I saw was minus four, I think, which is equivalent to minus 20 here, which is obviously pretty chilly. Um, mm-hmm. how, like, what do you make of, of the weather in KC? And, you know, I just, people think Miami and they're like, well, they practice warm all the time, but it's not like the KC Chiefs players, you know, are practicing in minus four all the time either. Like, this will be a, a big factor uh, in the game, regardless of who it's for. But, you know, do you think this is really going to derail Miami or could this help them because they got Mostert and they can run the ball? And yeah, we're, I mean, it's, I'm sure obviously Dolphin fans are hoping Mostert plays. I think he was labeled as questionable along with Jalen Waddle. Um, I think, yeah, and I, obviously, yeah, weather's, weather's going to be a thing. Uh, but both teams have two, you know, capable running backs. And I think the Checo for the Chiefs is going to be maybe one of the biggest pieces in this game. And I think in general, I think Mahomes is going to lean more on in the playoffs the guys that he really trusts. Obviously, he's still going to have to, to, to give Sky Moore and some of his other you know younger receivers that honestly haven't really helped him a lot this season. He has, still has to give those guys some targets, but I think he's really going to lean more on it. it this, the Chiefs this season remind me a lot of the Patriots' last stand when they won a title with Brady in 18. They were 11-5. and five. It was one of their weaker you know records in a while. And not many people picked them to win the Super Bowl that year, and they loved, they relied heavily that year on defense. And really, you know, Sony Michelle had a big playoff run, and then it was Brady Edelman and Gronk was, was basically how that went. So I think it might be the same thing for the Chiefs now. They're going to lean on that defense that was second in the league in scoring this year. It's it's that's kind of the irony. I mean, this is easily the Chiefs' weakest offensive unit in the Mahomes era, but it's his best defense. And that, I think, with the weather is going to make things even harder for Miami because they're already facing a very good Chiefs defense. Now that weather, you would think, would yeah. slow down Tyree Kill, who has experience in Kansas City. I just think, again, similar to Cleveland, I'd be very, very surprised if the Chiefs lost this game, not to mention the Dolphins have so many injuries. I'm surprised they haven't called one of us to get in uniform tomorrow. They might, so keep your phones on because you might be, get a call to Kansas City. But, no, I think the weather is just going to be an even more of a hindrance to Miami. Well, Brian, that's what I wanted to ask you about was the, the injuries. You know, injuries, you don't want to use an excuse, but it's a fact. When you, when you have that many key injuries to players, it really impacts how your team can play. Like, you know, some teams you can have one or two good backups, but eventually you're going to see a regression in talent. No, no, no question. And I think for Miami, and every team, like you said, every team is going to going to be dealing with it, right? Like the Steelers don't have T.J. Watt this weekend. They're one in ten lifetime without Watt in the lineup since he was drafted. But they've got Herbig. They've got some other guys that are good. But they, I mean, no team has has had injuries like the Dolphins, and they're they're not going to have Xavier Howard tomorrow. So, and that's why they're eleven and six, and that's why they, they sh- in my opinion, if they were healthy, they they would have 
minimum been the number two team in the AFC. They would have cakewalked their way to the East title. I think their struggles allowed the, the Bills that, honestly, I think they're kind of a smokescreen. I don't think the Bills are as good as people think they are right now. If you actually look at the teams they beat and the, the quarterbacks they beat down the stretch, I, I'll give them credit for beating Dallas down the stretch. Yeah. Other than that, it's not that impressive. So, no, I mean, Miami, this is a year you're going to look back and just say that the injury bug got us, and this, that, that, that is the number one reason why Miami's season – probably won't extend past this weekend and uh so you like the Steelers now if Watt was in the game man that makes it such a big difference but the Steelers without Watt can they still beat the Bills I think they can because Nick Herbig is is a backup he's a rookie he's going to replace Watt the Steelers drafted him because he played at Wisconsin where Watt played uh his senior year Herbig's his stats were almost identical to Watts and the Steelers and basically Wisconsin asked him to do many of the same things they asked Watt to do so for the Steelers it was like we may as well and 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 Herbig and Watt their relationship goes back years again the Wisconsin connection so again he is not T.J. Watt I am not saying Nick Herbig is T.J. Watt but the Steelers have good depth there and like I said it's not like the Bills were beating you know they beat the Chargers with Easton Stick at quarterback they beat the Patriots with Jared Stidham and and my the biggest thing for me is the Steelers can run the ball like Kansas City that weather is going to be really bad and you know Jared Allen still turns the ball or Josh Allen rather still turns the ball over a lot way too much and to me you yeah he, he you know what 18 interceptions and seven fumbles this season and he think he had four interceptions in his last three games so again I you know uh, the Bills are favored by uh, what nine and a half ten points which I think is way too much I wouldn't be surprised if the Bills won just because of the talent they have but I, I absolutely think the Steelers are capable of winning and I would go ahead and pick the Steelers to win in an upset because of again not having Watts massive but they are getting Fitzpatrick back and uh, you know Kazi their safety that was suspended for the rest rest of the regular season I think for them it comes down to not being themselves and that was a huge issue when they lost three in a row including two to two when teams on um, you know penalties receivers uh either not blocking or not or missing assignments pre-snap penalties if the Steelers lose it might be more of what they do and less of what the Bills do Brian Diardo joins us from CBS Sports Brian I think for me anyway the easiest game of the weekend is Dallas and Green Bay I think Dallas is going to absolutely crush them they're at home we all know that Dallas is a much better team at home and you know good for Green Bay to give it uh, get in but is there any reason to think that Green Bay can pull off the upset Yes. Yeah, I, I think so. And I think because I think love is I think they're playing with house money. And I think I think nerves are, are real in professional sports. And Dallas, you have all the pressures on them. All of it. Like you said, good for Green Bay for making the playoffs. And and I think they are going in kind of with that attitude that, hey, you know, we're the team that gets to be loose. I think for Dallas, and you know what, I wouldn't be shocked if, if uh, you know Jerry Jones places the call to Bill Belichick this offseason. I don't think McCarthy's job is safe unless they get to minimum the NFC Championship game. There is no excuse, as you said, Dallas is really good. Uh, you know, there's no excuse for them to, to not at least face San Francisco for the right to go to the Super Bowl. And the thing I like about Love is he spreads the ball around. It's very, very hard for teams because who is their great receiver? They don't have any. I think Jaden Reed is probably Love's favorite target. So, um, and Aaron Jones has, has been great down the stretch, three straight 100-yard games going into the playoffs. And their defense is very bend but not break. They just held, you know, uh, Justin Fields and the Bears to 10 points last weekend. So I think they could frustrate the Cowboys in the red zone. And Dallas doesn't run the ball very well. Tony Pollard was very hot and cold this season. So I think if, and I think that's what Green Bay is going to do. They're basically going to put the game on Dak's shoulders because they know that Dallas isn't good at running the ball. And yeah. I think that, that the Packers offense is going to try to 
um, matriculate the ball down the field with long time consuming drives. The uh, Rams and Detroit. I, I, I'm trying to figure this game out. Uh, obviously, I think the, the the Porta you know injury is can be a game changer. He's been very good as a tight end for them. Um, they've obviously got lots of weapons for sure, but the Rams. I don't know. Like, I know it's a great matchup. Everybody loves the quarterback matchup here, right? Goff playing his former team. I understand all of that. But, like, what do you make of this matchup? Do you favor Detroit significantly? Is it close? What do you like? This is the game I'm most excited for. One of the reasons, because it's indoors, we don't have to worry about weather. But, no, I and I do love the quarterback situation, absolutely, because I think it's a, it's a legacy game for both guys, you know? And I think that Stafford's... If he's not already a future Hall of Famer, he's right on the cusp, and I think this would just kind of add to his legacy. Um, Detroit has, I think, the second-best skill position players across the board that are still in the playoffs. I think the Niners by far have the most. You know, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Laporta, who, like you said, is banged up, but I think he is going to suit up. You know, they have the best running back duo in the league with with, uh, Gibbs and Montgomery, so the Lions can – they can run the ball incredibly well, and they can throw it. Obviously, with Goff and 30 touchdowns this season, but their defense was 23rd in the league in points allowed. And I think that's why I'm going to go with the Rams. And I do think, obviously, Stafford's a better quarterback, which is no knock on Goff. I mean, again, Stafford's a borderline Hall of Fame quarterback with a Super Bowl win on his resume, and they can run the ball with Kyron Williams. And I think that's been a huge uh, you know, turning point for the Rams this season was they found the running game, even when they won the Super Bowl. They didn't have a great, a really good running game. They have it now, and I think against that Lions defense, they're going to make sure that they keep a balanced offense and and uh, and they can get it done. Again, I think that the, that the Lions with the, the playmakers on offense, uh, they, they 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 certainly have a chance to win. But I like the Rams because of the running game and their defense is better. And uh, the Eagles and the Bucks, like honestly, when the Eagles could not have looked worse down the stretch. It'd be impossible to look as bad as they did right. down the stretch, right? Um, now, they have to go on the road, even though they have a better record, um, and because Tampa won their division. Um, you look at Tampa, and I know last week their offense looked terrible against uh, the uh, the Panthers, and it, and it must win game, really, for them, but they find a way to get it done. I understand all that, and I know the bruised ribs were a factor for the quarterback, but like, what do you make of this game, man? Can the Eagles... Can the Eagles get back on track? Or are they just going to go from in the ditch to over the cliff this weekend? I think they can win because they have Hurts. And Hurts is still a really good player. Now, obviously, he's dealing, I think, with hand injury. And A.J. Brown is banged up, too. So that's those are obviously not good things, right? Um, you know, But I think that they do have a, a decent running game. And I think if they can get that running game going... And that's great because then it keeps Tampa's offense off the field. I mean, it'll have to be a track meet, right? That's what it's going to come down to. It's going to have to be a track meet because this defense has been atrocious down the stretch. And it's been bad all year. I think it was 30th in the league in points allowed. So I think for, for the Eagles, I mean, again, when you have, Jay, you have Jalen Hurts, you have a shot. And as good as Baker Mayfield has played this season, he's got one playoff win under his belt, and that was three years ago. And so, you know, I, I like the quarterback matchup. For Philadelphia. So, again, though, they're going to have to, you know, they're not going to beat as far as, you know, their defense versus Tampa's offense. They're not going to beat them with talent because Tampa's got good talent. I mean, you know, Mike Evans has had maybe the best year of his career. They're going to have to disguise and confuse Baker Mayfield, frustrate Baker Mayfield because he's an emotional player. So if you can frustrate him and take away their running game, which is which is challenging because Rashad White's had a very good season, then you can have success. But they're going to have to make some red zone stops 
and they're gonna have, and they're also gonna have to have some luck. You know, they're gonna have to have the ball bounce their way. But yeah, I agree. I think for the Eagles, just getting one playoff win this season would be paramount. They, unfortunately for them, they suffered the same fate a lot of Super Bowl runner-ups have, which you know, injuries or whatnot, just things tend to not go their way that second season. When you look, you know, overall, you know, the NFL and all the changes you saw in coaches. You mentioned Bill Belichick. Uh, what, what's your best guess on Belichick? Does does he get right back into coaching? Is he taking time off? Is there an organization that and and does like how much does he have left? I guess is my other question. Uh, what seventeen, sixteen wins? That's I think that's how much he's got left. <laughs> okay, Shula, right? I think that's it. I think he's trying to get Shula, and I think he would like. You know, I don't think he's ever. I mean, who knows? It depends on where he goes. I think I don't think he's going to win another Super Bowl, but but I think for him, it's trying to break Shula's record. I think that's one of the main reasons why. He's still coaching, and uh, no, I think he would have loved. You know, I, I think one of his former uh, players recently said that had he had had another playoff run with the Patriots, he probably would have bowed out because then it's like, all right, what else do I have to prove? I mean, yeah. he had one playoff appearance in four years without Brady, and they lost that one playoff game by thirty points. I think the Chargers would be an attractive spot for him because of Justin Herbert, um, and they have some good pieces there. It just it just hasn't worked with Staley. Um, you know, now that division is, is hard. Um, I've heard Carolina, but because of the division's easy, but that's a total, total rebuild job. And, and, and that, that's, that would, to me, would be a good question for Belichick. Does he want it to have another rebuild? Because that's, if we remember, he's had two coaching stops, Cleveland, New England, both were rebuilding projects. And both, he got, you know, to, to the playoffs and had playoff success with both. And I would, wouldn't be shocked, honestly, if he did want something that was kind of like a rebuild. Um, but, again, I don't know. I, people think I'm crazy for thinking that Jerry Jones would fire McCarthy, especially because McCarthy's an offensive guy and, and they already have. But to me, especially if they lose Dan Quinn and they need a defensive presence, why wouldn't you look into at least looking? I mean, you can't tell me that Jerry Jones wouldn't place a call to the greatest coach of all time, right? There's, there's no way. So, uh, uh, if they right? lose, for sure, right? I think if they lose, yeah. you're bang on on that. So, exactly, exactly. So Dallas would be a place I would look at, but then I think the Chargers, because again, they they already have a franchise quarterback, which is the one thing that that Belichick lost when he lost on Brady in New England. Uh, very hard to win without one of those guys. Pretty true, uh, Brian. Thanks for, sure. for this. We appreciate your time. Anytime. Thank you. Brian Diardo from uh, CBS Sports. Great uh, Super wild, wild Cards. What is it? Super Wild Card? That's what they call it now. It used to be the Wild Card Weekend, but now there's two more games because these the two versus seven. Quick break. Uh, we'll return. We got the uh, ski report. Uh, Wanya Gretz, Craig Button, Speck, uh, Low Tide, and more. The Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Positive Friday rolling through, and oof, it's positively chilly out there. We know that. Stay warm, friends. Toque weather. This is Long John's. Wear your boots. You don't worry about it. Dress warm. Driving around. You know what? You got the Bella Clava. This is one of the times where, you know, if I walk and see someone with the Bella Clava, I'm not even looking twice. Like, what are they up to? They're a shady character? I'm like, no, there's a smart character. There's a smart character right now. Especially when you got the Bella Clava that only has the eyes. Because uh, then uh, your nose doesn't get cold, right? Uh, that's a great... Uh, it's the best one to get. can tell you from uh, many years of working outside in the oil field. Uh, once you cover up the nose piece, game changer. Game changer. Much warmer. Much, much warmer. So there you have it. 
Uh, we are live in the E-Well studio, E-W-E-L dot C-A. And of course, hey, they got a lot of people there who've worked outside. They know what it's like. And uh, for all of you who have to work outside with your hands, the electricians, oh my goodness. Hey, if you need any supplies, they got it all. Of course, your local distributor. And as I mentioned, if projects are delayed and you've, you've got a real issue, you can't store stuff, they've got some extra storage space. They'll help you out. E-W-E-L dot C-A. Uh, coming up in the next hour, we'll have uh, Wanya Gretz. Of course, we'll probably talk a little bit about uh, Bronte, of course, uh, he he was a guy who originally had reached out to uh, Robin way back when, when uh, Orders Nation was just in the uh, infancy stages. Uh, also, Craig Button will be by. We'll talk some NHL. Also, uh, he had another uh, rankings coming out for the uh, the draft. I know Order fans, you know, you might not even have a first-round pick. We'll see. But, you know, you're always still interested, some uh, some prospects and then who they're going to go and you know, which teams are going to make the right decisions and which teams are going to make the wrong decisions. Always happens. Always happens. Let's get to the uh, ski report now, because I know you diehard skiers, right? They're getting away. They're still going skiing. They've been waiting for the snow, baby. Well, the snow is coming. Here is the Snow Valley Ski Report. This is the Sports 1440 Ski Report. Your ski report for Friday, January 12th, brought to you by Snow Valley Ski Club. Start your skiing journey at snowvalley.ca. Extreme cold weather has forced the closure of virtually all ski areas in Alberta today. Several are considering opening tomorrow, but the majority are hoping for a Sunday reopening at the earliest. That includes all Edmonton ski areas, mountain resorts like Marmot Basin in Jasper, Sunshine and Norquay down in Banff, Nakiska in Kananaskis, and Castle Mountain Resort all the way down in the southwest corner of the province. Lake Louise is planning on operating a couple of frontside chairlifts and their beginner's area, making it the only mountain ski area to operate today. And even that could change as the weather remains dangerously frigid. Now that the snow has arrived in the city, the cross-country trails are starting to shape up with the trail system in Gold Bar Park being the best choice since a portion of it features snowmaking. You can keep up to date on the cross-country conditions around the city through a couple of excellent online options. One is the Nordic Pulse website and the other is the Ski YEG application. It might be cold out, but it's never too cold to cross-country ski. That is your Snow Valley Ski Report. I love it, mixing a little cross-country, man. I love the cross-country. Love's probably a misleading term. I like it. Respect it. Uh, I don't love how easily humbling it can be to cross-country ski, especially when all of a sudden you have to go down a hill and turn. So that's uh, not the forte. But it's uh, it's a great workout, man. I'll tell you, whew, you get out there, you go 30 minute, 40 minute of cross country skiing, and you are sweating. At least I am. I'm working hard. Probably don't have necessarily the best form, but I gotten into it the last few years, and uh, my wife and I quite we very much enjoy it. So her probably more than me because she likes to uh, get a few videos of some wipeouts. But it's good times. Uh, it's low impact. It's good workout. It's low impact. So it's what I like about it. So. Uh, you're, uh, once it gets warm enough, get back out there. I love the cross-country skiing. Oof. It's great. Hey, Gregor, I had to take a break from your show yesterday. You had me in tears. Keep inspiring people. This world needs more uh, Superman out there from uh, Jordan. Well, uh, Jordan, I appreciate the words. I'm not sure if I'm a, a Superman or not, but um, you know what? It can uh, it can be challenging at times talking about feelings, but uh, I find, at least for myself, it's uh, it's very cathartic. Uh, it, it can be emotionally draining at the time and it's difficult. And, you know, when I was younger, I used to always be like, oh my God, if someone ever, and I never really cried in public till my father's funeral. And I was like, oh my God, I remember being in the moment like, oh my God, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry up here. I'm losing it. And, and I was, I was kind of embarrassed. It's like, this is the worst. 
And, uh, you know, after the fact, no one really said anything. And, it, and that's when I kind of realized, like, yeah, like, what's wrong with crying? Like, who cares? Most people, hey, you just lost your dad. Like, it's okay. And uh, it was kind of a game changer for me. So I blame my father now because now I'm almost too much of a crier. It's brutal sometimes. But um, I don't know. I find, it, uh, I find it cathartic to talk about Robin and John, and, and we still will on the show. Um, just because uh, they are not here anymore doesn't mean they're not here uh, in spirit. We'll definitely miss uh, Bronte on the shows on Monday and Thursday. Uh, miss some of his uh, of his one liners, and um, you know when when he would take a stand, he was a uh, very very willing to dig his feet in on things, which I respected. Right, uh, he definitely wasn't uh, wasn't a front uh, fence sitter very often, which is nice. So uh, we will definitely uh, miss Ruben, and we'll probably talk about him with uh, Wanya coming up in the next hour. Hey, Gregor, I'm maybe it's because I've been hurt too many times, but I'm curious. Should I be believing in the Oilers or is this just an ultra hot streak? Well, I'll say this. You, if you look at the Edmonton orders and, you know, you can go back to because uh, because they had a bad start. Right. I think we're going to all agree the orders had a bad start. Well, like a brutal start. Let's call a spade a spade. Right. They were two nine and one. It was awful. They were tied for San freaking Jose because they couldn't beat San Jose for the worst record in the NHL. Right, you you. It'd be hard to imagine a worse start to the season for the Empton Orders, right? No question. But if you, so, you look and say, okay, there's twelve pretty bad games. But the Orders now have managed to uh, to claw their way back, even with those twelve games. If you go back, the Orders have the eighth best record in the NHL over the last two seasons. You know, and none of the other top teams had ever had like a 12 game stretch of, br- of brutalness like the Orders did, right? Like the Orders started the season with the second most wins in their previous 120 games. Second most. So I would say, you know, the, you couldn't believe in the Orders. I look at the, uh, do I believe strongly that Vancouver is automatically going to beat them? No. L.A., definitely not. I said at the start, I was ne- like, I like L.A., but I was never really fearful. Of- I don't think L.A. is a good matchup for Edmonton. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, they got three really good centers. Okay, no, they don't have a number one center. They got a really good number two in Kopitar. Right? Phil Deneau is, is probably a good number two, but he's not offensive enough even to be, you know, to say he's a high-end number two. Right? And, and Dubois is too inconsistent. So, yeah, they have depth, but still, if you had to say, okay, we're going th- McDavid, Drysaddle, McLeod, Kopitar, Dubois, Deneau. If you want to rank it, the orders have one, two, and six. They have three, four. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Five. You're still going to take one, two, and six, aren't you? So I, I was never that concerned about LA. Vegas, they get healthy. That's a concern. I would, to me, Vegas is still the most concerning team come playoff time if you're the Edmonton owners. If their team's healthy, they're very good. You got to remember, Aiden Hills only played 15 games. When Aiden Hills in, they got a 933 save percentage. When their other goalies are in, it ain't close. And it's like 900. That's a pretty significant difference. So, yeah, I think you could believe in Edmonton. Why not? I can't say they're going to win a cup. If I knew that, I'd be. Popping down a lot of money at PlayAlberta.ca. The Doors are going to win a cup because I'd be that confident. But they're good. They're deep. And here's the thing. Here's the truth. How the teams look today, I'm not going to say it doesn't matter because the majority of their team is still going to be the same. But there's going to be a team or two that makes one or two additions that automatically is going to make them a little bit better come the trade deadline on March 8th. And uh, Oiler fans are hoping it's their team. And, and not, it doesn't have to be a massive splash. It doesn't have to be a big-name guy. Like, look at Aiden Hill. When Vegas acquired Aiden Hill last summer, or in the summer of uh, 2022, how many people thought at that time that Aiden Hill was going to be a difference maker for Vegas? Right? You don't know. You just want to add some depth. The Edmonton Orders, Nick Bukestad, was a very good acquisition last year. Obviously, we know Ekholm. A little bit harder to find another Ekholm. But can you go out there and find... One or two Nick Bukestads for your team. Look at what the orders need. I think they need to play their fourth line more. And I think they're going to want a different dimension in their fourth line. And that's what they're going to look to get to. Hey, Gregor, what do you think of Henrik or uh, Monaghan to Edmonton? Yeah, I'd have interest in both, but Sean Monaghan by far more because he's a he's a 1.9 cap it compared to a $5.8 million cap it. So it fits in way easier. Now, he might cost you a little bit more right now, but the cap it's much much more palatable. Much more palatable. Hey, guys. It's positive Friday. I'm going to say this. The orders are going to win 14 in a row. Ooh. Well, like, think about it now to say, hey, they'd win five in a row. Like, a five-game winning streak isn't crazy. Yes, they've already won nine, but that's already done. So to win five, that means they have to beat Montreal on the road, Toronto at home next Tuesday, Seattle on Thursday, in Calgary on Saturday, and then I think it's Columbus, and then Chicago. I can't remember which one. It's either I know it's Columbus, Chicago, Nashville. I just can't remember. I think it's Columbus first. Connor, you can double-check that. Columbus is a game you should win. Montreal is a game you should win. 
Seattle's playing really well right now. That, that, but Edmonton owns Seattle. They've dominated them. So I'd probably take that one. Toronto, eh, haven't fared very well there. So we'll see. But, you know, the orders are playing great. I, I can't say no to a 14-gamer right now. I'd love to see it, man. The Columbus Blue Jackets won 16 games in a row one year. If the Columbus Blue Jackets can do it, anyone else. Although only one other team in NHL history has ever won more. So it's hard to do. So I'm going to give you some fun numbers, and we'll go to break. 63 times in NHL history, a team has won 10 in a row. The Orders are one of seven franchises who've never done it. So they're hoping to end that tomorrow. Funny enough, Seattle and Winnipeg have also never done it. And uh, Seattle just tied a franchise record for their eighth win in a row last night. Winnipeg set a franchise record with their eighth win in a row. So they got a shot. They're close. Dallas, Arizona, Detroit, of all teams, also uh, has not won um, 10 in a row. So that's 10. There's 63 times it's been 10 in a row. It drops to half just to get to 11 in a row. It's only happened 31 times. You get to 12 in a row. Now it's down to uh, 18 times. You get to uh, only four teams have won 15 in a row or more. And the record, of course, is 17. So there you go. Hey, Greg's 14 in a row. You get frosted tips. (laughs) Well, first of all, buddy, um, Spruce Grove Rick, brother of LeDuc Dan. Um, the, the hair bets for yours truly are a thing of the past. That, uh, that I can tell you. Having uh, grown this out, it's, uh, it's not, you know what? I don't like it at all. I'll live up to it, but I don't like it. And you couldn't really have frosted tips when there's really no real estate in the middle of your dome. It would look very odd having the Leahy tips. I guess you could call it that. But it ain't happening for me. Now, if someone else wants to do it, you go right ahead. But uh, I can say it's not going to happen. Let's get to the con man. Sports 1440 update brought to you by Fountain Tire. And, of course, uh, they're your place. You want to change tires? If you've forgotten, you're like, geez, I need my winter tires now. Obviously, it's probably a little too late, but get it out anyway. But you need work done? Guess what? They got all the top service mechanics, top rated mechanics. They can help you out. FountainTire.com because I know there's a lot of cars breaking down right now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 